Do you know what your problem is? <laughs> your problem is not your problem. Hello, it's Laura Preka. And what do I mean when I say your problem is not really your problem? Well, let me tell you, we tend to think something is our problem, but in reality, it's not really this, it's really that. Has anyone ever said, you dog you, and called you a dog? Well, I consider it a compliment, because guess what? We all need to be more like a dog, be more like your dog. I'm gonna tell you a little story about my dog when I was a teenager. Actually, we had a couple dogs. My mom thought it appropriate to get each of us kids a dog. <laughs> and there were four kids in the family. So my dog's name was Tasha. She was a Weimaraner, purebred, and I'm sure my mother bought her from someone who had stolen her because they didn't know her name. The name they gave her, she did not answer to. They had no papers for her, and she just seemed a little uneasy with them. At any rate, she bought me this Weimaraner, and my family dog was named Potcake because we got him in the Bahamas. And in the Bahamas, another name for a mutt is a Potcake. So when my mom didn't know what to name him, she just named him Potcake. <laughs> so Potcake was a boy, and Tasha was a girl. And when Tasha went into heat, I thought, wouldn't it be lovely to have some purebred puppies to sell? some purebred Weimaraners, and it just so happened that a friend of mine in high school, because I was in high school at the time, his name was George. George was a dear friend. As a matter of fact, George was such a close friend that we would exchange cars sometimes my first year of college. I would take his Mustang and he would take my car, which was a Monte Carlo. Anyway, I digress. So George had a male Weimaraner, but it was a young male who wasn't quite sure of himself or what to do in cases such as the one we bestowed upon him. George brought his Weimaraner over thinking, well, we'll just have puppies together and I will get the pick of the litter and you get to keep the rest since the female is yours. So we thought that was a great idea, but Tasha would have none of it. When George brought his dog over, she sat down and she would not get up. <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with him. Try as we may. We brought him over several times and she was not having any of it. Now, that being said, Potcake was a very, oh, let's just say, full of grit, a streetwise mutt. And Potcake uh, lived in the house. And so, as you might have guessed, it was not very easy to keep the dogs apart. Tasha lived in my bedroom with me, and Potcake was mostly in the living or in my mom and sister's bedroom. It was a two-bedroom house, however. The garage, we turned into uh, half of the garage into a bedroom for Stevie, and Jimmy got to be in uh, this room that was between the kitchen and the garage. I think it was like a little photo room. I don't know, a makeshift piece of a room. <laughs> anyway, somehow we all had our own little space carved out, but Potcake was the family dog, so he was usually in the living room or in my mom's and sister's bedroom that they shared. I gotta tell you, we worked our butts off to keep these dogs apart. We had a front yard, a side yard, and a backyard, all with their own little gates. And so uh, we really, really, really did a good job of keeping the dogs in their perspective areas at different times of the day. So you would not be surprised at my surprise and anguish when I opened my bedroom door one day only to find Tasha there and Potcake. Potcake was grinning if a dog can smile, and he was panting, and his tail was wagging. 
Oh no, I thought. How can it be now we're going to have mutts for puppies? Oh, true despair and agony on me. (laughs) I was a little distraught to say the least. But here's the thing. Podcake was a rough and tough and tumble. I have grit type of dog, and pretty much most dogs are this way when a female dog is in heat. They are after it. They will go for that dog, whether it means crawling under a fence that gets them all bruised up and cut up and torn up, or climbing over a fence, or somehow mysteriously getting into my bedroom like Potcake did. We should be more like a dog. We should be more able to focus on what we want and go for it full fervor with nothing getting in the way. Imagine where this world would be today if each one of us had that which we were passionate about and did not look left or right but made a beeline towards what it was we cared about just like my dog, Potcake. There is a lesson for you. (laughs) What happens when we don't focus on our goals enough to have that all-in, no-matter-what-it-takes attitude? Well, I'll tell you what happens. We end up not achieving the goal or going around, beating around the bush, taking forever to get what we want, and then getting frustrated. You know what? Everyone has problems. Don't be complaining that you have problems. Everyone does. Potcake had a problem. His problem was he wanted the female that lived in his house to father his puppies, <laughs> right? So we all have problems. And everything in the universe is changing and growing. It's in a constant state of change. So of course there are going to be problems. Change is the natural law. Your job is to hop on top of the right train to get you going to where you want to go. And I'm going to help you out with how to do that. Are you ready? Number one is that you have to meet your challenges with a positive mental attitude. Now here's the secret that people aren't talking about. First, you have to direct your thoughts. Then that will lead to helping you control your emotions, which then regulates your attitude. Then you've got positive mental attitude and you can succeed if you only keep the focus. Now, here's one big problem. Most of the people I work with and admittedly me in the past have had, and here's what it is. Take a piece of paper out now if you're not already taking notes and draw a T-chart. And on the top of the left-hand side, write why I can't. And on the top of the right-hand side, write how I will. Now, Normally, people tell you to fill out both sides, but I'm going to tell you, that side that says why I can't, below it where you're supposed to put all the reasons, I want you to put a big fat X. Don't even entertain why you can't. Potcake did not even entertain why he wouldn't be able to get to Tasha. He wouldn't even entertain it. On the other side where it says how I will, that's what you focus on. Here's what Potcake did, and I don't even know because I wasn't inside that dog's brain, but I'm sure he was constantly thinking and figuring and planning and making sure that if there was an opening, he would dash in and he would be there. Here's the thing, guys. We all have 
personal problems. We all have business problems and challenges. We even have family problems that cause us to have to uh, kind of look towards solving those, not even personal. Let's say something happens with someone in your family, then all of a sudden you got to help handle that because that's your family, right? Never withdraw allegiance once granted. This has caused me a bit of strife in my life with extended family because you're saying, okay, never withdraw allegiance once granted. Well, it's kind of hard when sometimes they defy your trust over and over and you have other things that are more pressing, more important. But I digress. <laughs> Let's get back to what we're talking about, which is not why I can't. Instead, how I will. There are two ways that can get you there. Both are important. You need to employ both, but at different times. And I'm going to give you two gold bars right now. These are equivalent to me handing you a gold bar that you can exchange for cash, dinero, in whatever currency you want. Here's the thing. Many people don't take the gold bar handed to them. I don't know. They're skeptical. They don't believe it. They're over there with the why I can't. Oh, Laura, you can help other people, but here's why you can't help me. Let's get past that. Let's have the positive mental attitude because remember what I said. If you're going to regulate your attitude to get things done, you got to first direct your thoughts. That helps you to control your emotions and then you'll be regulating your attitude. And then when you have positive mental attitude, you can look, there's research on it. People who are optimists live six years longer than pessimists. Imagine that. Add six years to your life. You could still eat that candy bar once in a while. If you have positive mental attitude, you will live uh, six years longer than someone who doesn't. That in and of itself is enough reason to press forward, press on with what I'm telling you about. All right, are you ready? Oh, before I give you these two uh, gold bars, Remember, remember, remember that communication equals wealth and that for you to become a good communicator, you have to work on it. So make sure you have already signed up. Laura at 7dailyhabits.com. Send me a message or why don't you sign up for my tips? Right straight away, you can get 21 communication tips at 7dailyhabits.com. That's the number seven, not the word. All right, let's get into these two. Are you ready? Number one is to ask for divine guidance. Now, hold on. Don't give me any back talk here. Don't disappear on me. Hang in there. Divine guidance is available to all of us, but you got to know how to tap in. The second is to think, to decide, to put focus on it in a special way where you are thinking about the challenge. Now, most of us think half-heartedly throughout the day. We think as we're falling asleep and then we can't get to sleep because our mind is so full and we're thinking, think, 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 like Winnie the Pooh, think, think, think. He's trying so hard to solve his problems. So yes, there is a way, and I'll show you how, to think to solve your problems, but also, and equally or more importantly, learn how to ask for divine guidance. And you gotta trust, you gotta be willing when you hear that answer, or you see a sign or something kind of points you in that direction or your gut tells you you need to do something, you should be willing to follow because if you don't, how will you know if it worked or not, right? Serendipity, you've got to pay attention if you want to get your problems solved, your answers to your questions with divine guidance. Are you ready? I hope you have a pen and paper because this is gold. Number one, what's the real problem? Oftentimes what we think is the problem isn't the real problem, 
right? Um, the boss brings donuts to work on Friday. That's the problem. Really? Is it really the problem or is it that you've got an emotional upset and so the donuts just ease the pain? You have to get down to what the real problem is. And when you've found the real problem, state it, write it, do something so you have identified it. We could have a whole episode on that and I will if you want me to. Just leave a message letting me know what you want to hear about next. Number two is that positive mental attitude. You need to be willing to look at it and say, that's good. It's good that I can't be with somebody I love right now. What? You have to be able to look at it that way or you're not going to be able to get that divine guidance to be able to think enough to figure out and solve your problems. So let's have some positive mental attitude, fella. Let's have some positive mental attitude, gal. Let's do it. Let's say to ourselves, that's good. It's good to have this problem. Remember, you're not going to do why I can't. You're going to do how I will, just like pocket. <laughs> how will you? So the first step is what is the real problem? And then the second step is that's good. It's good that I have this problem. You got to be able to put it in that kind of perspective. Now there's two roads that diverge on the path. Which will you take today? It might be a different one tomorrow. They're both great, let me tell you. The first one is think time. Think time. Give yourself dedicated time to think. If you have a challenge, set that timer, lock the door, put a do not disturb sign on, turn your phone in airplane mode, give yourself an hour or two, go out in nature, that's a great place to think, and start thinking about your situation, what it is you need to do. Now, the first thing you're going to do when you start thinking is use questions. What's good about this problem? Let's say, for example, uh, my problem of not being able to have time with someone that I love. What's good about this problem? It shows me I have such a strong love for that person. It makes me realize the, the joy of having been able to love, right? Uh, what else? It gives me the opportunity to grow, to strengthen my resolve, to figure out a way. It teaches me patience. Patience is a virtue, they say, and most of us ain't got that virtue. <laughs> so there are many things that can be good about a problem. Write them down if you need to. Next, turn it into an advantage. Whatever your problem is, turn it into an advantage. This is an advantage. I get to use this time wisely, uh, helping others, doing other things for others who love me, make, making them happy and doing other things in the meanwhile that apparently it's important that I have time to do. Right? That's my thought on it if I were using my example. Turn it into an advantage. What are the benefits? Oh, the benefits are that right now I have more time to devote to, oh, for me, moving. Uh, I've had a lot of help moving, which I wouldn't have had had I uh, achieved my goal earlier, my, solved my challenge earlier. Instead, I'm here, and when you're here, make the best of it and do what you got to do. So I've been able to have help with moving. Isn't that a great thing? So I'm turning to look at the advantages and the benefits. Don't think of things as a liability. Think of them as an asset. The liability is, oh, I'm stuck somewhere. 
And but the but if you change it to an asset, you can say, oh, I am here for a reason, and I'm going to get these other things done while I'm here. Right? You're handling things the best way you can, looking for things for what's good about the problem. Now. I told you there was two roads that diverge on the path. The first one was think time, and I said to make sure you're away from others, away from any interruptions, and you really, really are focusing on whatever it is your problem, your problem is, and coming up with brainstorming lots of ideas, even bad ones, good, bad, whatever, write them all down. This really helps you to solidify, wow, I guess I do have choices. Oftentimes we think we don't have choices, but if you write them all down, you're like, just kind of get creative and keep writing, you realize you actually do have a lot of choices. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggles to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. <laughs> 50 ways to leave your lover. Remember that old song? 50 ways, really? <laughs> Just hop out the back, Jack. <laughs> Make a new plan, Stan. And it's a cute song that really kind of talks about how, you know what, it's all in your head. It ain't that hard to handle. There's 50 ways, at least. So whatever your problem is, there are at least 50 ways to solve it. You just got to get creative. Spend that think time. What's good about it, turn it to the advantages, and really spend the time focusing on it. The other road, because we talked about those two roads, when you diverge on that path, the one is the think time. The other is, you guessed it, meditation and prayer. Because you're going to tap into that divine intuition, divine knowledge, divine, um, just the divine, the divine, <laughs> the divine, divine guidance. So here's what you do. You meditate or pray. Now, there's lots of ways to meditate or pray, and most people are not very, um, very astute at it because we've learned the wrong way, and that is to just ask for things that you want. Here's how you need to start. Start, obviously, with meditation by calming your mind and with prayer. Start with calming your mind, and then the first thing you're going to do once you're calm and receptive is gratitude because it opens up your heart. Because remember, we're not on the think time using our mind. We're on the meditation and prayer path, which is using your heart and your intuition and the other side of your brain, the right side of your brain. So you're gonna get quiet and use gratitude to get into the right heart set. And so you're using gratitude, you're thankful for the things in your life, you're thankful for your breath for the fact that your heart beats without you thinking about it or having to do anything, that there are people on this planet who love you, that you have a mind and you're capable of using it to solve problems, and that you know people who can help you with your problems, and that you are capable of helping others, which brings you great satisfaction. So you just start being grateful for as much as you can. Your mind is quieted, then it's time to listen. It might get a little boring, but just keep putting your mind back to listening, listening. And if you even want to chant something, go ahead. My little chant is, Father in heaven, come into my heart and sit in my lap. It sounds silly. I don't know where I came up with it, but that's what I say. Say whatever you want to say, but find something to say <laughs> or don't, or just sit there and listen. 
and then. Because you may or may not get an answer then. You may have to show that you really care about this problem by spending a lot of time meditating on it. Sometimes the powers that be want to know, how bad do you want it? Not bad enough. And if you don't want it bad enough, well, you just get up and you walk away and say, that didn't work. And you start on your list of why you can't. But remember, we cross that side out. So you're on the how I can, how I will side. So you're going to meditate even if you don't get an answer right away. You're going to go back to it again the next day. And if you're feeling a lot of strife, just go to bed. Just go take a nap or just go out in nature or just kind of change, uh, change your surroundings so you can forget about it for a while and then come back to it. Start to look for serendipitous things that happen, coincidences, maybe a song you turn on the radio and the first line from the first song you hear is something you needed to know. <laughs> something that you're like, yep, that's for me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> right? You can, if you start to pay attention, find the answers. They're all around you. You just have to listen. You just have to listen. Did you like these two ideas? Do you think you might take time for think time? Do you think you might also find the time to meditate or pray? I guarantee these are the two gold bars that you need for solving any problem. And remember to be patient because your problem didn't appear just in one day and it's not gonna go away in just one day usually, sometimes. Sometimes you will just in the flash of an eye be ye transformed in the twinkling of an eye. But usually it takes a little time. It takes more time than that. If you like this episode, and I hope you do, and I hope you use these ideas, I want you to go f check out uh, the episode, Here's Why You Keep Talking Yourself Out of What You Want. That's another episode you may enjoy if you enjoyed this one. It's called, Here's Why You Keep Talking Yourself Out of What You Want. Go ahead over and listen to that one now if you'd like to. And thank you for being here. And as always, I love you. And remember, look and see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. Bye.